Waffles. Welcome to the Non-Chasers here for Sportsbet and SEN Track. Favourite time of the evening, favourite time of the week, 7pm on a Wednesday here on SEN Track to talk a little bit of Greyhound Yabba with my boys, Andrew Gunner, Shannon Shagger-Tremellon and myself, Paddy Garshagan. How are we, gentlemen? I'm going well. Are we going well? Yep. I'm also... How about yourself? Don't be be too excited. (laughs) I'm also well, thank you, uh, Patrick. How are you? I'm well, very well. So uh, a well start to the show. Now, we must launch an investigation um, as to where the great Irish hawk is. Maybe he has gone back to Scotland. Where is he? Where's Kenny? Saw the cases going down. All afternoon we've been... Maybe misconstrued what how far twenty five kilometres is. Oh, all afternoon we've been preparing for a humdinger of a show. We've got plenty on. We've got a great guest. We've got the winning trainer of the million dollar chase from last Friday night, and Keddie's just disappeared. He's gone cold on us. Yep. Jesus. Hopefully all is okay, but uh, as, we'll as assume his, that it is, and we'll take the piss out of him in the meantime. As his manager, Gunner. You need to come down hard on him here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, boys, very good. It's exciting to be here. Uh, as per, I did allude to, we've got the guest trainer, Peter Lagogioni of Handsome Prince and, of course, Mystic Ride, who won the Million Dollar Chase in its first edition. So just a, just a cool two-times Million Dollar Chase winner, as you do, just getting the big guests here on the non-chases. Um, but a little bit of a celebration time. Because we got something up, boys, last week, and it came to the uh, the aid, well, the assistance actually of one other than the uh, Mark Duclos, who just booted us into uh, something at short odds to place. And the non chasers multi got up, so a little uh, little applause to us, boys. A little virtual tap on the back. Well done. Yes, very We're nice. We're back. We're back, but no montage. What happened there? We we didn't tip too many last well, week. I think we we well, had a show chock full of. Outstanding guests. Well done, Shago. I was just testing you out there, and, I, and, you, and you answered aptly and truly. We didn't actually tip much last week because uh, it was all about the guests. Our selections of the Million Dollar Chase. Let's get into it now. We'll get the elephant out of the room. I liked Flying Ricardo. Got a bit got a bit squishy around that first bend. Mark Duclos said that first bend at Wenty Park can uh, be troublesome for many a dog, and, and Flying Ricardo found that firsthand. How about yourself, Shagger, who were you on? And a bit of a recap on the race. Yeah, I was on, I was on Shadow Mist, who jumped really nicely, actually. He was looking looking the goods uh, heading into the first sectional. But, um, but yeah, just a couple to his outside there, namely Handsome Prince, who jumped a bit better, just chopped him off at the pass when they came around that bend. He lost a little bit of momentum and then found himself just getting shuffled back through the field. So um, got spat out the back. Gunner? Yeah, I'd like Shadow Miss as well. Won't won't back over anything uh, that Shag has already said. Thought that the run was unlucky. Uh, only needed probably another half a length there, and uh, the race race would have definitely been in his favour to win. Um, also liked Wall Banger at knockout odds that that ran fourth and was a pretty good run in behind the leaders when they found some trouble there, but. Um, yeah, another waging war. I think. Didn't you, didn't you like waging war? Waging war. That. Ran oh, sorry, forth. waging yeah. war. Yes, yeah. yes. Thank you. Um, yes, another another great rendition of the of the million dollar chase and some free to wear coverage and some really good engagement numbers. Uh, not only from our, our customers, but 
uh, the general greyhound public racing fans and those that were along for the ride through the advertising. So onto bigger and better things and build some good momentum into the bigger races that we've got coming up down here in Victoria for the next couple of months. Spot on. Well said, Gunnar. It'll be good to... Yes, there was a little bit of a crowd in there at Wenty Park, but it would be good to just get the, the thing absolutely bubbling for uh, for future editions as uh, the race really starts to grow some clout and momentum, as you well said. Hey, Shagger, you're here for a tip off the top. What do you got for us? Uh, yes, this is Ballarat Race 3. I'm suggesting a same race multi here. Um, so this is number two, Mr. America. And number eight, another easy to both run top two. Um, so another easy out in box eight. It's got good form on the board already with a solid placing at Ballarat last week, running 25-54. Um, not much early pace to his inside, so I think he gets a pretty good run into this. Uh, Mr. America is a first starter, so don't know a lot about it, but um, it is from Jason Thompson Kennel. He's out of a handy sprinter uh, called Motel Girl. Um, we saw a litter mate of Mr. America debut at Shep this week, Louis Lou. Um, look, he had absolutely no luck in the run, but did look to have ability. Um, there's not much early pace either side of Mr. America here, so it should get every chance and I'd expect it to show us some ability first up. So same race multi, Mr. America and another easy both to run top two. Oh, beautiful. And sniff the montage getting juicier and juicier for next week as we speak. Gunner, whilst uh, the great Arch Hope has decided to shoulder arms to the show, do you want to come in with a little tip off the top? Uh, yeah, how's it going? What's happening? <laughs> oh, you can't be doing that. You I can't. just like to tip Buster the Brute. <laughs> no, no, I don't have uh, I don't have a tip for him, but I'll do my best to uh, impersonate him and and uh, give him the sugar honey iced teas whilst he's not here and um, he'll listen back to that and cringe. You've had a big day. You've had a big day at the Geelong Cup, haven't you? It's <laughs> all happening down here this week, mate. The cats in the granny, the Geelong Cup for the pooches, the Geelong Cup for the ponies. I mean, where else would you want to be? You donned your servo sunglasses and your and your white croc leather shoes today, and you were out there in July <laughs> with the uh, with the blonde tips as well, mate. Yeah. There'd be there'd be hundreds of thousands down at the Ring of Steel there at Little River trying to jump over to the regional <laughs> side of the border just to get in town for a taste of it. Uh, fair enough. I'm a bit jealous of you, while so we're stuck in here. Um, we go to some sadder, well, very sad news, actually, from a, from some jovial fun there to some sad news. Gonna, we lost um, a real champion of the uh, of the caper in Hotel Two Told Seavey. Um, yeah, terribly sad. Gonna, do you want a bit of a bit of an ode to, to Who Told Stevie's work? Yeah, we'll, we'll straighten up for a touch, mate. Because um, yeah, that this is. Uh, Serious and very sad that we we lost a we lost a very fast dog during the week that um, he he had his issues with injury over the journey. Who told Stevie and we probably didn't see the the best of him at the track. But um, Shagger will remember that uh, Stevie graced us with his presence for the first time a little bit over twelve months ago uh, when he debuted at, at the Meadows back in September last year and geez he hit the ground running with a with a with a, with a sizzling 2993 on debut at the Meadows and um, knew that there was a, a special dog in the making off the back of a debut run like that and um, poignant that he 
raced against his uh, brother, Simon told Helen, in the final of the Great Chase and the, the final of the Great Chase is, well, we've had the Great Chase series that, that's been running um, recently. So this is roughly last year when we started to, to see the best of him and, and knew that uh, there was a promising dog on the horizon. Um, he seemed to run into uh, Simon told Helen a lot in, in finals and was often getting buffeted around by him early in that that run to the first corner. Uh, Simon told Helen had had his measure most times, um, just that little bit quicker early. And then, as I said, um, who told Stevie had a few issues, a few um, injury setbacks along the journey, uh, which held back his his progression. Whilst um, Simon told Helen was was doing amazing things on the racetrack. Um, the connections that always said that who told Stevie was um, was Simon told Helen's equal in, in terms of raw speed, um, but as I said, Simon told Helen um, had more days on on the racetrack and and could definitely build into his work a little bit more than than Stevie who was interrupted. Um, so very sad news, Paddy, that um, that he passed the, passed away this time last week, and no doubt. The connections are, are really hurting and feeling that at the moment. And for Greyhound fans um, that, are, that have had a bet on who told Stevie or uh, or even just sat down and watched him in a race um, to ad- to admire uh, one of the fastest dogs at the track, um, very sad news for us all. Got up. Well that said. is very, very, very well said. And uh, it just highlights that these dogs aren't robots. At the end of the day, they are loving creatures and, and this sort of thing can happen and um, – I'll just echo your words there, the connections and everyone involved uh, at the camp. We are we are sorry to hear the news about who told Stevie. We go from from that now to another, um, oh, not issue, but Shelby versus Shelby. All right. I'm trying to get in touch with the Adelaide Shelby. Now, this is almost bordering on investigation levels of... I've slid into Millsy's DMs on Twitter <laughs> and I said, mate, I need you to do us a favour here. Look, you might not listen to us as much as you used to. I know you're busy. I know Tara's, you know, wrapped, wrapped around you and you, and she doesn't let you do much. But <laughs> so, You're saying that old what, Millsy's under the thumb now. What, what was normally good non-chasers listening time is now spent with Tara time. You know, we can't take that away from the, from the great man. But... If anyone out there can help us, just point us in the right direction or get some details for Thomas Shelby's trainer in Adelaide, we just need it. we're going to get in touch and we can start facilitating this process because this has to be resolved. Thomas Shelby and Tommy Shelby cannot be sharing names, all right, because who's to know we're not going to have Tom Shelby now come onto the scene and just try and muck it up for everyone else? <laughs> So there's a little update on that. We're trying to we're trying to get in touch with the Adelaide uh, component of this to make it happen. Um, no cat dog this week, Gunner. I don't think, I don't think there is. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's only, only cats in a week like this, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, very good. Well said. That that is that is a nice little injection of your footy club. Of course, grand final week for the cats. I'm very jealous of you. Um, old Paddy Dangerfield getting his first grand final up in Brisbane with no fanfare and no parade and no people at his final training session. So, well done to you, Paddy. But you've got Jeremy Cameron as well now. Yeah, it's jeez, uh, oh. yeah. Um, the news never stops, does it? You would you wouldn't Jeez. think that um, 
yeah, they could find a story to top just the grand final in general during grand final week. But yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. I mean, look, if you win the win the granny now, and Paddy gets that, and then he gets his his fishing mate and Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy, <laughs> we's all happening down. Like like the little kid on the insurance said, they'll have to buy a bigger boat. Yeah, have to buy a bigger boat, Dad. Um, we digress. Horror calls. Okay, now, Gunner, favourite segment. I'm a big fan of uh, horror calls. And uh, if any of you are currently listening to the show and you're wondering why you haven't heard any Irish tunes, it's because uh, Shagger is here, but Kenny is not. Kenny is still away. (laughs) Anyway, back to horror calls. This happened on Saturday. Okay. Um... It is not Greyhounds. It is the Thoroughbreds. This was a hurdle event. This is a, a time-honoured event. It's run over 6,400 metres. It's Ellerslie um, over there in New Zealand across the Dutch. And um, there was about five horses left in the race. Um, I think they were about three quarters of the way through the race. And a golfer decided that he decided to just hook one into the middle of the uh, the racetrack and go collect his ball as they were coming. Have a listen to this. So, they've cleared that one. There are some absolute idiots playing golf out on the course proper. Can you believe that? Down towards you, absolute tickets. At the first of the stand now. Now, that caller is absolutely spot on. That bloke is a fair income dockhead. <laughs> An absolute dockhead. Oh, an absolute dockhead. <laughs> it's it, it actually has taken if you, unless you've been living under a rock, you you would wouldn't have seen this. Um, it's taken social media by storm. There's a great image of the bloke literally going to collect his ball. It is it has since come out that there's a pitch and putt in the middle of the uh, the hurdle circuit there, at Ellerslie. Yeah, on uh, a pitch and putt. How do you how do you get that wide of the golf course on a pitch and putt? I don't know. I think he's really skinnied one. He's tried to uh, he's tried to just chip up onto the green, and he's just flat flatted one straight through. It's gone hundred meters. But how's the just the no knowledge to go and have a look for potential race horses that could be jumping over the hedges? Like you'd surely know that the, the races are on. You would have thought so. It's. Quite remarkable. A, a genuine disaster has been avoided as well because they were close. It, I think when he saw him coming, he was—he probably got moving faster than the horses. <laughs> it would be a pretty scary sight to see all those horses charging straight at you. Yeah, yeah, so I think he—I think he would have finished the uh, the rest of the round with a couple of nuggets in the uh, in the <laughs> rear of his shorts. Mm. Yeah. Well, it begs a question: Do you know any other courses, greyhounds, or? You can't fit a golf course inside a greyhound track, <laughs> mate. Jeez. Maybe a mini golf, mini golf yeah, course. Maybe you could. A mini golf, yeah. And then someone will be like, "Oh, hang on, how someone managed to putt outside of the mini golf course onto the onto the greyhound track?" <laughs> um, yeah, there's some footy ovals. There's, pl- there's plenty of there's plenty of golf courses inside racetracks, though. Country yeah, New South are. Wales. I think Corindy has one. You, you'll often see if you yeah if you're watching some of those. Um, those wider out country tracks and they have those dual purpose facilities with the golf course on the inside and um, you'll, you'll see the, the old blokes on the tee there on a Saturday leaning on their drivers as the uh, as the herd of horses runs past and, oh, which one are you on, Bill? <laughs> I think yours is out the back. So, yeah, it's always interesting to watch. 
I think we should get more more pitch and putt slash mini golf courses on the inside of the uh, Greyhound Racing uh, tracks around there. Sandown would look pretty good. Yeah, go. get um, could be a little revenue earner for Mick yeah. Floyd and his cronies down there. Little <laughs> well, little putt putt. Well, they don't have much in there. They've just got the the, the grass. Yeah, you could do something with the little spot there. Sometimes not even great. that. Maybe you could tell Mick that he should be growing sunflowers down there or something. <laughs> it would go well with the uh, eighty dollar all you can eat um, dim sim and, and food and wine package <laughs> Jeez, down at Sandy. That's a lot of dim sims for eighty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Um, boys, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with our guest Peter Lagogiani, trainer of Handsome Prince and, and owner as well, Shagger. No, no, okay. I don't believe so. Well, <laughs> well, he's taken a nice chunk of prize money out of the million-dollar chase, that's for sure. No fast bucks this week because the adjudicator of the fast bucks is uh, still under an investigation. Oh, and geez, as to what he- have I wasted my time bloody doing selections for then? <laughs> <laughs> as to where he is, we'll be back shortly after this break on SEN Track. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track. I've been promising a big guest, boys. I talk a big, talk a big show, and we deliver. The man's just gone out and won the million-dollar chase again, and now we've just plucked him straight away and gone, "Hey, mate, just come on to the award-winning show, the non-chasers." Peter Lagogiani, trainer of Handsome Prince. Welcome to the non-chasers, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, first of all, how's the week been? Little Birdie tells me you were celebrating at Everest Day on Saturday. Are these rumours true? Uh, mate, not for me, no. We we come home and it was business as usual. Uh, I think Shaquille uh, Latma, the, the owner, I think uh, he celebrated Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So he's still <laughs> like, hey, we, we don't know. We haven't made contact yet, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's still partying. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Well, congratulations. Um, massive win. Um, how did you celebrate and uh, have you got any plans for big spend on anything in particular after the windfall? Mate, the wife takes care of the big spend thing, mate. Not, not, <laughs> not me. So, oh, mate, look, uh, we look, it's pretty subdued. You know, we had a bit of a barbie on Sunday and uh, as we do, we love have a barbie and a couple of beers with a few close friends and family and, uh, Look, mate, it was still business as usual. We've got dogs to do and uh, we're running a property. You know, we've got about 26 dogs on the property. So, uh, you know, look, our celebration will come in the next couple of weeks. You know, we'll sit down and plan it and uh, invite people that, uh, that you know, are close to us and uh, and have a big bash. And uh, we love spending time here at home, mate, around the pool. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, mate, it's, you know... It, <laughs> I'd love to say that I'm going to take a round trip, uh, you know, a trip around the world or something like that, and spend the money wisely. And uh, well, that wouldn't be too wise. But now, nah, look, it is what it is. We're still greyhound trainers, you know, at heart. So we've got a we've got a job to do. Peter, you've uh, they've only run the bloody thing three times, and you and you've won it twice. Are, are they going to rename it the Lagosiani Chase, or, or or are they at least are they at least going to uh, honour honour you and and rename Box Seven the Lagosiani Box because uh, it's brought it's brought you a lot of luck. Could you imagine the sponsorship deals, mate? You know, I'd have to be forking out some cash. So, no, no. <laughs> no, we'll leave the sponsoring to you, blokes. You're doing a fantastic job. Thank you very much. Um, mate, look, uh, I, look, we, we still can't believe it. You know, uh, we, we, we got turned out, you know, four weeks prior to the race. He was 101 to 1, uh, Handsome Prince was, and, uh, you know, one of the complete rank outsiders. And, uh, you know, he came into the race, I think, $26, you know, 26 to 1. So... You know, there was a little bit of money for him. There was some specking for him. Um, probably you blokes, I think, you know, um, going on the name. So, uh, <laughs> look, uh, mate, look, 
this is this is truly truly what dreams are made of. You know, he he was you know one of the rank outsiders in the race and um, probably boxed not to win the race, um, and made just everything else that you know wasn't going to happen happened and um, and made it, you know it's all a dream from there. And and tell us about the emotions and the feeling of of watching uh, one, one of your dogs. Um, as you say, not not ideally drawn in box seven, but got a really good jump, jump and a really good start into that first bend. At, at what point did you think that the race race was yours because you had a pretty handy one chasing you down the back straight? Oh, certainly, yeah, we did, and, and you know, there's seven seven of them, you know, chasing me, you know, around, you know, the whole time. So, you know, look, when he when he when he come around, you know, the home bend, and I saw him still three four in front on you. I said they're not going to chase him down now. You know, he's a, he's a terrific little chaser. You know, I've only known the dog for six seven weeks, and uh, and you know, it took him a couple of weeks to settle in, and you know, I, but I know he splits. He, he's got fantastic splits, and uh, so when I saw that, I said he, his back section would have been flying, and it was, you know, and, and they weren't taking ground off him. And you look, you know, Burnborough probably wouldn't have run him down that night. You know, he was, he was, you know, he was chasing that eye, that little dog. So yeah, mate, once he, once he passed me, um, you know, there was a, there was a little bit of a cheering going on behind the boxes and, uh, and all I can remember is he's jumping that, 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 you know, fence and, uh, and running down the straight and yeah. And then, then the emotion just hit, just hit, just knowing that we've done it again. And, you know, I think it was more emotional this time and, um, you know, yeah, when when we won it with Mystic Wright, you know, we were, we were sent out favourite, and she was well boxed, and and she had the credentials to win the race. Where this bloke, you know, like I said, was badly boxed, and probably, you know, the credentials to win it, but not not as not as you know as high as the the other seven. So, yeah, so um, mate, it was just yeah. Look, uh, you know, words can't put into perspective, you know, the feelings and the emotions and and all that. So um. You know, throughout the whole week, you don't you don't think about winning. You just plan yourself. You know what you're doing and and, and how we're going to attack this and 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 how the dogs going to you know overcome the difficulties to win it. You know, at, not at one stage did I think of myself on the dice. You know, carrying you know the trophy. I thought of myself on the dice, maybe carrying third place, but uh, not the winner. Peter, uh, <laughs> you, you said it there how you're standing behind the boxes, and when they ran around. To, to pull into the home straight, you let off a little yelp. Imagine, imagine if Handsome Prince had just just heard that and just stopped and turned his head to to have a look at you. <laughs> yeah, well, I was pretty subdued that little yelp. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll make sure of that. You know, you I think the other seven, the other seven trainers were hoping it was a bit loud to stop him, but um, <laughs> no, mate, I'm I'm pretty cautious about that. So uh, I made sure he couldn't see me or hear me. You know. Uh, <laughs> No, nah, look, he's he's a terrific chase. I don't think anything on the night would have stopped him from chasing that lure. And Peter, can, can you talk us a little bit about your, your preparation going into the race um, with Handsome Prince? Did you treat that like any other week or did you uh, have a special plan in mind in terms of getting him ready for the big race? Oh, look, uh, you know, you, you, you think this through, you know, many, many weeks prior, you know, um, uh, you know, you, you set out a plan and, and you follow the plan, you know, and, and hope, you know, no injury, no illness comes about and, and rules that ruins that plan. So, um, look, everything went well for the dog. You know, we had, we had a four-week stint that, that was almost perfect. Um, he, had, he picked up a little injury um, um, in the heats, um, which we had to overcome for the semis and, and come final night, he was pretty much right. 
Um, so, you know, credit to the dog, you know, credit to our team here at home, dad, my wife, you know, my son, and the kids, you know, um, we're all involved. Um, you know, it, it, it come, I, I learned from, from the previous years, from the previous year, you know, with, with Mystic Wright, um, don't change a thing, you know, so we kept it pretty simple, pretty blase, um, just let him do his thing at home. You know, we galloped him. He just had free gallops at home and just try to keep him on his toes. And, uh, you know, it was all in the jump. We knew it was all in the jump. You know, to win these big races, you got to lead, you know, or, or be sitting second and yeah. be very, very, be stronger than the leader. So, you know, we knew that's where he had to be. So that's that's the sort of plan we and, and the attack we, we took on and um, and made it paid off. Excellent. And and what now for Handsome Prince? Have you got some of the big races in Melbourne lined up or, or is he going to stay more local? Yeah, look, um, we look. I'm going to have a chat to Shaquille, and um, you know he's a terrific bloke and and and, and loves his dog, and 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 you know he, he's left it all up to me, and he's he sort of said, look, um, you know I only want the best for the dog. Um, put him in races that you know and you believe he can win, um, or be you know, you know we, we, we just can't go in the race just because we're selected to go in the race. You know he's yeah. still a, a very young, immature dog. You know he's only uh, I think what a veteran of 20 starts, so. You know, when, when you're selecting, when you've been selected to go in the top races, you know, up against dogs that have had, you know, 80, 90 starts or, or and, and 20, 30 wins and they've been in group races the last, you know, 20, 30 starts, you know, they're very seasoned animals where this bloke probably isn't yet. Um, so it, it's something that Chikil and I really got to think about in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got to um, just look, we've got to manage him right um, and get the best out of him, you know. Absolutely. So we, we're just, we're just waiting to see. Um, you know we are we we have been selected for the Top Gun or, uh, in the in the, I think the last sixteen. So um, I believe we will be in the top eight. But um, look, it, it's a 50-50 chance whether I put him around there against them season campaigners. Tell us a bit about your the background. You, you used to train in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Not not too many not too many people have won two two million dollar chases, but have then well you've trained prior in Dubai. How's that come about? <sighs> Well, um, uh, just just lucky, I guess. Um, look, um, I, I did train for Dubai. I trained for the, the Prince of Dubai, you know, uh, Sheikh Mohammed's son, uh, who's famous for Godolphin racing. Um, he was after a, a young trainer um, to go out there and, and start his team up. And uh, he had a few uh, international trainers go there, which didn't work out. And then he looked he looked to Australia. Um uh, how it began is Mark and Steve Ferrugia, um, who run Glengarry's Troll Track and Breaking In Facility, the education centre there. Um, uh, they actually went down, went across to Dubai with Brian Barrington and built um, built his track. Um, so it um, was a state-of-the-art facility. And then he asked them, you know, who can you recommend as a trainer? And um, they put some names on the board and... Um, Mate, he, he come down and handpicked us. He, he, he saw our, obviously, you know, what, what we achieved here in Australia, myself and my wife. And, um, you know, it, it, we pretty much were hand-selected by the Prince and um, to go over there, you know. And, mate, I, 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 look, at first I couldn't believe it and, and I declined the offer. You know, silly me. You know, uh, I, I thought, nah, this, this can't be right, you know. And um, we're, we're doing too good here in Oz and we love, we love Australia and... Uh, you know, born and bred in Redfern, mate. I didn't want to leave home. You know, I, I, you know, Europe's not for me. It's, it's great for a holiday, but not to live there. And um, and of course, going over to Dubai, you know, Middle Eastern country where you know, as you've heard, you know, as we know from the press, you know, it's not too good. You know, in the Middle East. So, um, yeah. Look, uh, 
you know, after several conversations with the prince and 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 his work and his you know his men, um, we took uh, we took the offer on and and mate, went across and uh, and there was one word for it, wow, you know, <laughs> just just wow, you know, um, mate, I was treated like a prince. He he he, he left no stone unturned to make myself and my wife more than comfortable. Um, you know, we had our own place, we had our own driver. Um, we mate, we we. You know, we we added exclusive restaurants. We um, mate, we felt like we were exclusive people. Um, he treated us as one of his own. We trained his his team of greyhounds, and 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 that went on to training his Salukis, and then looking after his his pets. So um, he, you know, he had that faith in me, which was brilliant. Um, I never did wrong by him. He, he, you know, he, mate, it was just you know, um, as we called it, the sandbox. You know, we lived in the sandbox. You know, over there. You know driving around, you know, seeing sand dunes and camels and, and palm trees and eating dates and all that, mate. It was all that. It was all that more, um, <laughs> you know, and, and we, bred, we bred him some litters over there and, um, and we won him all the races over there. So, um, you know, uh, what can I say? It was just, yeah, it was an amazing, an amazing experience. You know, I sat down with a couple of the best vets, I, I, I reckon, in the world, not, not only in Dubai. Um, you know, I met, I met his, his top trainers, you know, Mr. Sewell and Ben Sewell and, and all them and, uh, and watched how they, how they prepared their horses and, uh, and, and their, their, and their, their Arabians and, and all that. And, and mate, just saw it all. I, I, I just, you know, I, I can write a book. I really can guys. It was, it was an amazing, <laughs> amazing experience. And wow. I, I didn't want it to end. I really didn't want it to end, but you know, all good things come to an end. And, uh, unfortunately dad got ill and, um, and we had to, um, you know, renegotiate our, our deal there and, and come home. So, um, but um, we've got an open open uh, aeroplane ticket whenever we're, we're, we're ready to go back. Um, he's prepared to take us back. And you know, that's, the, that's a positive. And does the uh, the prince uh, still send through a sneaky text after watching the Million Dollar Chase final to say, uh, well, well done, Pete, we, we miss you? Or has uh, communications uh, dropped? No, 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 mate, no. I'd get him weekly or fortnightly, and uh, Ahmed, his his, his right hand man, um, sent sent us you know hearty congratulations again on winning it, and uh, he still wants his koala. You know, the prince wants <laughs> koala as a pet, so we're trying to get him a bloody koala. You know, <laughs> so, no, he's, he's he's an animal lover, mate. The prince, and he, he adores animals. He he really does. He's 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 so affectionate. You know, being you know a Muslim, you know, you know, you know whatever you fight. And, and that, and how they say that they don't like animals and dogs and all that. Well, that's a lot of crap. Let me tell you, he he, he plays with his dogs. He, he he runs around with them. He they sleep in his bed, and he's got a, a range of animals there, mate. He loves them all. He, he feeds his giraffes. He, he mate, yeah, he's 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 bears. He's mate, and um, the one thing that's missing is a koala bear. And he said to me, Peter, Mister Peter, he calls me. He says, Mister Peter, <laughs> he says. When can you get me my koala? I said, sir, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so, guys, if you can help out there, please help out. I don't know if the koalas do koala. too well in the desert. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, actually, he's, you wouldn't believe it. He's planted gum trees and, and he's, he's, done his, he's done his homework and he's, it's a certain eucalyptus. And, he's, and he's, he said, we've, we've, we've archived this and, and we've got the trees that they like to live in and eat, you know? And, um, wow. So, yeah, he'll yeah, do well, it. Uh, don't worry. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. The prince might. The prince might change his mind once they start getting into breeding season because those little <laughs> bastards don't shut up during breeding season. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, look, I don't know about setting a koala, but 
you know, hopefully we can we can get him, we can acquire him a dog. And and how funny it was that we acquired this dog, Handsome Prince. It, it, it just uh, we, we the name just caught caught the eye, you know. It just Handsome Prince, Jesus, we got we got to train that dog, you know. How can we not train this dog? And then I remember my mate saying, "Well, have a look at his form." I said, "Don't worry about the form. Just get the dog, mate. You know, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll open a couple, you know." And it did, you know. It was an eye opener for for everybody. And when the prince saw it, he, you know. He loved the name, obviously, as he would, and um, and yeah, but you know, Shaquille still reckons the dog was named after him, so you know, <laughs> put a bit oh, of makeup on him, might be right. <laughs> fascinating, fascinating story, Pete. Mate, we we can't thank you enough for your time from from Dubai to winning two million dollar chases. They're going to rename that seven box after you. It might be hard to to squeeze Lagogiani onto the into the box. It's quite a small <laughs> space, but nonetheless, it's what you deserve, mate. Thank you so much for joining us on the non chases this evening, mate. Uh, guys, my pleasure, and, and thanks for your support. And um, we hope you can be there next year, and and it's bigger and better than ever. Thanks, Pete. Awesome, well Pete. done, mate. Yeah, excellent. Good on you, Peter. Thank you. Boys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more non-chasers after this. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track for Sports Betting. Boys, that was a, a fascinating insight into the Million Dollar Chase winner. Sure was, it? was, Paddy. Um, that was excellent. Was, the the Dubai stuff of, was, was fascinating. Yeah, we'd love to hear a, a lot more about that uh, Dubai stuff. I think there's um, I think there's hours of entertainment in a few of those stories. Wow, hey, fascinating. It, it's it's suitable that a man who, who goes and works over there for a school, you know, can come back and win the million-dollar chase twice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> if, um, stuff. If the prince was watching and he was winning pathways races at Nara on a Sunday night for eight hundred bucks, the the prince might have been thinking, "Hey, what, what did I employ here?" Yeah, it was. Do you reckon Ahmed sends him texts at like four a.m. asking for a tip? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well, they're, they're not meant to bet over there, but I'm sure that they have some yeah. sort of a wager. I'll I'll sell you this oil reserve for that oil reserve, something along those lines. I'd be betting that sort of stuff, I'd reckon. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. Well, there's no Shaq, uh, there's no Kenny. Uh, we've officially put the line through Kenny. The investigation has been uh, solved. Hearing is slightly unwell, so Kenny doing the right thing, staying at home, even though we're all at home. <laughs> um, Kenny is not here. I was about to address Kenny, but it's not him. Shagger. You're going to have yes. to do an awful lot of shagging here, mate, because <laughs> you're solo. You're going to be shagging for Australia. You are. What do you got for a shagger? What do you do now? Well, I've got an idea. Why don't we shag? All right. So, yeah, Sandown Thursday night. Um, loving that Sandown's back. Uh, first race I'm going to have a look at here is race three and a dog called McCoolie's Lad in box four. We gave this the... Boom dog tag the other week, um, and and I think he's going to win this race. He's the second fastest qualifier of this final, um, but he absolutely bungled the start in the heats. Yeah, what, um, what happened, Shaggy? Tell us, talk us through what happened. Yeah, not not one hundred percent sure. He might have just um, jabbed at the at the lids just prior to them opening. He might have just um, yeah had to do a bit of a double take before the opening of the boxes. So um, yeah, he, he bungled that. Um, we, we've obviously spoken about his early pace. He, put down some pretty good splits at Bendigo. Um, look, the only concern here 
um, is that there are a few dr- dogs drawn to his inside that have been splitting sort of between 5.07 and 5.11 at Sandown. Um, so that'll be his main challenge um, in, in, in the way to getting a victory here. But um, he is a sort of dog that has shown that he can overcome a little bit of a bad start and interference to still win. So I think he'd be worth a shilling or two here. Um, yeah, he, he is a big run in the heats and, yeah, I think he'll get the job done. Um, next you know, race. You know what to do. Oh, yeah, the button. Baby. Yeah, don't forget the button, man. <laughs> Done. Um, race four, uh, moving on. Number two, Junk Food Junkie to win. Um, was only a length off winning a heat of the Geelong Cup last start. Um, was up in Sydney for the Million Dollar Chase preludes a um, couple of runs before that. Just hasn't had a lot of luck lately. Um, can ping the lids and Georgia Rose in the three has shown at times that she can move away from the rail in her first few steps from the boxes. Um, the one and the four don't have particularly good early pace. So I think Junk Food Junkie is in the box seat to win this one. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Sweet Demi uh, run a cheeky race drawn in the middle. Um, and that'll be one of the dogs challenging for the early lead. But, yeah, I think uh, Junk Food Junkie will get the yeah, job done. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> And then moving on to race six, number four playlist to win here. Recently stepped up to the 600s and um, has looked pretty good. Um, Wide runner in the five helps a bit here. Should have enough early pace to be able to lead the dogs to his inside. Um, And he's shown that he can run the sort of time needed to win a race like this. So I think looks the goods there to get another win for playlist and Matty Clark. Yeah, baby. Uh, Then (laughs) next one, race seven. Number one, Asin Gwen to win. Really like her here. She's got great early pace. Um, some more early pace from Run Baba Run um, out in box eight. Has got the early speed to match, but um, hopefully enough separation between the two of them um, to sort out the pecking order early. Uh, Aston Gwen should be a bit stronger than um, the eight uh, in the second part of the race if um, if he does happen to, if she does happen to be led. Uh, Tansy in the five can also jump well at times. Um, she'd be a great one to put into the multiples at, at a bit of value as well. A um, couple of strong dogs in the race that could be threatening late for Providence Bale, probably the, the one of most concern there. But um, I think Aston Gwen will be able to get a good enough break on them early uh, to see off any challenges. So race seven, number one, Aston Gwen yeah, to win that baby. one. Yeah. Uh, next one I'm going to have a look at is race eight. Number six, Hazy Roy, just more of an each-way play here. Um, might, might actually make that my show-me-the-money uh, spoil, selection spoil for later. Sneak yeah, I'll, 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 I'll touch on that race a bit more later So in show-me-the-money. Um, quickly moving on to race nine, O'Sullivan. Just a market watch one here. Um, not suggesting necessarily jump on now, but if yeah, you see this price, your dad, no, I like this. He, he adds little. Oh. He's got little segments within segments. I like when I like Shagger so, as an operator. Just um, just watch the market here. Um, if you see this price drifting out a little bit, sort of around that three dollars eighty or so, jump on. I think he's worth another chance. Has been desperately unlucky lately. Um, I know I've tipped him a couple of times and he's and he's failed for us. But um, yeah, look, I, I think. There'll be a few that maybe have been a bit stung and I, I reckon give him another go. Race 9 Sullivan to win and we'll leave it at yeah, that one. Baby. We'll leave it at there. Shagger, I like it. Very good shagging from you, my friend. Very good and I can sniff a montage. Let's take a break here on the non-chasers. We'll be back with the final little stanza. Dog food makes a triumphant return and we're going to hear that all-important show-me-the-money tip from Shagadelic. We'll be back soon. Oh, oh. 
Welcome back to the non-chasers here. It's time for my favourite part of the show, dog food. Brought to you by Chum Dog Food. So good, so tasty. Boys, this this episode of dog food, or part of dog food, or you know what I'm saying, is uh, all about press conferences. They're a bit of a flavour of the month at the moment, press conferences. So this is either a dog or is a press conference-related term. Can I get your buzzer, please, Gunner? Go to Shagger first. <laughs> well, Shagger, can I have your buzzer then? Juno. Okay. Uh, Gunner? <laughs> North Face Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, music up, please. And we begin dog food. Question number one, press conference. North Face Jacket. Juno. Uh, that's Gunner. Uh, no, that's a, that's a thing, a term. Yes, correct. There's no dog called press conference. One nil to Gunner. Question two. Media circus. Juno. That's uh, Shagger. Dog. Correct. 2013, it was a dog. One all. Question three. Camera shy. North face Jagger. That's Gunner. Um, Agar, dog. That's correct. 2003, that's a dog. 2-1, this is good dog food. This is group one dog food. See what happens when Kenny's not here. I know. (laughs) Question four. Media wall. North face Jagger. That's Gunner. Ah, uh-huh, that's Shagger. Dog. Incorrect. It's a term. And you've blown it. You've blown it just like that, Shagger. For triple points, question five. Complimentary tea and coffee. Jenna. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yes, Shagger. It's correct. And Shagger wins dog food. Oh, that is absolute rubbish. <laughs> you can't reward mediocrity. <laughs> Uh, he's just finger on the pulse. He's quick out the lids. Well done to Shagger. You win dog food for its return instalment. Uh, boys, show me the money. Here comes the money. money, money uh, you know how this works. It is your value play of the week. I'm going Thursday night. I'll kick us off. Race seven, number two. Cha-cha-charlie. $6.50. You can get about cha-cha-charlie. Gunner. Handsome Jack. Race two, number two. Sandown tomorrow night. Five fifty. Ooh, and Shagger, we want to hear all about yours. Uh, Sandown tomorrow night as well. Race eight, number six, Hazy Roy, around five fifty. Why? Because you were going um, to give us a little reason. Just, yeah, look, yeah, a couple of the better, shorter-priced dogs in the race. Um, I just don't think have been travelling at their absolute best. Um, yeah, right. That's enough. And, so I can move on. <laughs> and and yeah, he's a good beginner, and and he won't mind the wide draw. So, so so basically, he's over the odds. Yeah, you're getting good value about a dog that could just jump straight to the front here. Good early pace. I like it. Um, The non-chasers mouldy, of course, you only need three out of four legs to place. Um, Kenny's leg, we'll chuck in playlist for him. Sandown race six, playlist to place. I'm going to go Sandown race four, junk food junkie to place. How about you, Gunner? Race three, number one, carry on star, $1.40 to place. Ooh, and Shagger. And mine's race one, number one, Aston Skyler at around $1.35 a place. Okay. $2.50, $50 max bet. Sounds good. Something for the Sounds punters. Sounds good. Live it, love it, dream it, breathe it. That's all from us, boys. No Kenny, no worries, I say. What's happening? <laughs> oh, here he is. Good to see you, Kenny. Now, that, that's all um, from the non-chasers desk, desk, of course. If you are going to have a punt, do so in a responsible manner. But if you hear us and you want to leave a review on the Apple Store, please do, and we'll, we'll get a cap or a, a sports t-shirt. Boys. 
Tipping the granny? Oh. Are you tipping Paddy? Oh, I think the cats win for you, Gunner. Norm Smith. I don't Smith. normally Norm side Smith. with you. Uh, Gadge. Ooh. Ooh. Semantic. No, romance, Ooh. I mean. Shagger, what about you? Duncan for the Norm Smith. Who? That. Mitch Duncan. Mitch Duncan. That's all from us, guys. Gamble responsibly and enjoy your Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.